When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the pride of Northwestern DA himself, Damian Anderson, former Arizona Cardinal running back, as we prep for training camp, which is just now under Damian, 30 days away. How are we living today? Let's get it, Johnny. Just excited. Excited to be on the show with you. I can't wait to find out about this OG's pool party. I mean, you left no traces on social media. So <laughs> that, that means it was a good time. That's all. I'm it, it, was a, it was a great time. You know, it's funny. I, I have a I have trouble chugging a beer and it's all over the Internet. I rip a shot, you know, five seconds from when it, I get there. It's documented. I'm not given any praise. I'm not lauded at right. all for that. You know, it's just people, it's the internet, right? People are just trying to bring you down. So, but I think my it's daughter's like the, giving shot, me- the shot is proportion to your hand size, yeah. Johnny, versus the beer. Oh, get the hell out of here. Where's <laughs> Bo at when I need him? By the way, Mr. Bo Brock returning, I believe, on Wednesday from his Hawaiian <clears throat> destination must be nice as we trudge along here. We're left to pick up the pieces, DA, uh, okay. as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, there's not a ton of news right now. A lot of people think it's, one of the most quiet periods of the entire offseason for the NFL. Well, not as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals. So yesterday, I put something out there on Twitter. What I'm hearing, Kyler Murray, his reps, the Arizona Cardinals, things are progressing well toward a deal. Uh, Nothing seems imminent, but $45-plus a year is is probably going to be the sweet spot. Um, And again, 30 days till training camp starts. You would assume that gets done before then. We're still waiting on Rodney Hudson. Will he or won't he? I happen to think he is he is imminent to retire, and the team has been made aware of that. And then we get all these kind of rankings, and, you know, as we get closer to the season, all the position units get graded out. And, you know, we like pro football focus here on this podcast. We talk about them. We have reps from their site on our show. It's a good, it's a good site, analytic-based site. However, this morning, a little, little bit of article, a little bit of news from their website as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals defensive backroom, this is uh, coming from Pro Football Focus. Uh, again, the Cardinals defensive backroom ranks 27th in the NFL. Right now, um, one of the worst DB groups in all of pro football. This reads, um, the Cardinals finished 24th in team coverage grade last year. And for some reason, this unit went all but ignored over the offseason, 
It wasn't until they drafted cornerback Christian Matthew in the seventh round out of Valdesto State that they even addressed the unit. They list starters Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, and then, of course, we feel like the two standouts of the group, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. So seeing that, Damian Anderson, again, we love PFF. We want a big caveat here on that. What's your reaction to seeing their ranking? Well, I mean, I think that you have to – I wonder if it's a tale of two different seasons, right, Johnny? I mean, I wonder if that analytic – obviously, it's analytic-based. It's based on their performance. But I wonder if it's before or after J.J. Watt because his defense was, you know, the last team to be undefeated. They were – you know, Kyler Murray was in a position for, a, you know, the the next MVP of the league, and the defense was getting – it seemed like they were getting pressures and turnovers at an alarming rate, right? And then we talk about the war of attrition towards the latter part of the year – when you're missing J.J. Watt and you're trying to mix and move guys around, it has that residual effect to the secondary where they don't have that luxury of an additional added second to, you know, or, or, or the addition that, that that's removed, now added, right, where they have to cover for a little bit longer because you don't have a guy like, you know, J.J. Watt there. And I think now moving forward, obviously J.J. Watt's been, been you know, questionable the last couple, you know, last year, and you want to see him consistently. So hopefully the defense – responds but you're still losing a piece to that foundation piece in Chandler Jones so I think there's a big unknown there and plus based on those the numbers I know that we'll get to Johnny that that group primarily based on those analytics didn't play well but you still got some stars you know friends of the show obviously and Byron Murphy and Buda Baker two all-stars that I think young talents that can get the job done and the job done at a high level and I know that you're high on Marco Wilson and what he'll be able to do in terms of his athletic ability and what what do you, what's your takeaways from that, Johnny? I thought it's a bit a bit critical, but I don't know the in depth what they looked at. But I think it, a lot of it has to do with that D line. I mean, I there were different tiers of groups that they put them in as they ranked them, and one of the tiers was like on the rise, and they had right, San Francisco right. in that group. And it's like I, I like pieces of San Fran's secondary. I would not take it over the Cardinals secondary. And I think if anything, I rip on this this team this organization for not playing young players and that's why i can swallow playing marco wilson his entire rookie season because i feel like oh yeah you're too on the rise somebody that we feel like is going to break out byron murphy's been playing since his rookie season they've got one of the youngest secondaries in pro football it's not like they're starting a bunch of 35 year olds out there in, in the secondary and so i don't i could you could sell me on if they were in the middle of the pack but they were like hey they, they got some nice young pieces. We like their safeties. TBD, if, you know, Byron Murphy ever lives up to the 33rd overall pick, but he's he's a serviceable player. So you're saying, player. Johnny, they give you no hope. So you're like, No, I mean, it's no like hope. 27th. Yeah, 27th is like full-blown rebuild. And I think if you ask yeah. the Cardinals today, I know if you ask the Cardinals today and Michael Bidwell, he would say, well, the strength of our defense is our secondary. They would say yeah. that because, listen, you've got a ton of unknowns in their front seven, but that defensive backfield – and a linebacker. linebacker, yeah. The secondary returns everybody. It's the same unit minus Robert Alford, who we feel like will probably be back. It's the same guys, the same group of guys. Right. I like what Kiro said in the chat. He said, maybe we'll see Van switch to a 4-2-5, or I think Kiro a 3-3, that you can play a cover three defense, three safeties. We talked about this before, Kiro. Um, we, we feel like it's predetermined. Jalen Thompson's going to play a lot of corner. And Isaiah Simmons is going to play some safety. Uh, Elon one five four two fives. What he's been preaching all offseason. A lot of people are feeling that way. Kiro saying once Robert Alford comes back, we'll be in the top sixteen. I, th- I think it's only a matter of time. Simmons can bounce all around like Derwin James. 
if you need some some more rationale as to why they did this, so Jordan P saw my tweet about, and I I didn't I didn't rip Pro Football Focus. I just said Pro Football Focus ranked the secondaries in the NFL and put the Cardinals twenty seventh, and that got a lot of feedback, right? So Jordan so Jordan P slid up into my mentions and gave some rationale, and we have it here on the screen. So here's Jordan um, from Pro Football Focus saying. Murphy's grade, and this is going to be very analytically based, so I apologize for our audio-only listeners. Murphy's 58.5 grade ranked 59th, so he's basically saying he was 59th among corners. He says Marco Wilson at 48 ranks 71st among NFL corners. He had They had Buda Baker last year at 38th, and Jalen Thompson is the 30th best safety um, that played at least 50% of the snaps. So what I... Here's where I push back on Jordan, because I think if you like they had their top 100, Mr. Damon Anderson recently, Buda Baker was on that that group, was in that list. Jalen Thompson was not. So how could Jalen Thompson be ranked higher in terms of his total grade over Buda Baker, but then not be in the top 100? It's like, what are we doing here? We watch football with our eyes, right? I know Jalen Thompson is on the cusp of superstardom. Buda Baker's been there for some time. The, I, the Cardinals could fetch multiple first-round picks for either or, or both, I feel like. Do their corners need some help? Absolutely. But 27th, I just, I'm not buying it. Well, I mean, I think the grading, as you said, John, it's very analytic-based, and it's very stringent, it, what, it, what it sounds like. But to say that they're in the lower you know quarter of the NFL, I, as I said, I go back to what we talked about a little bit earlier this team had played the first half of last year when they were together as a collective unit with their defensive linemen. They played at a high level, getting turnovers. We saw Byron Mur- Murphy getting those signature plays and just playing uh, like he had a lot of experience, like he was comfortable at the position. And I know that you talked at length about Marco Wilson and his athletic ability and just seeming to get more more comfortable just playing the position. And obviously that that experience matching his athleticism, right? That takes time, as we talked about. And Buda Baker, I mean, just being a stud, but I think it's a, just a matter of how this team finished last year. And no matter what, how you look at something, that's how they're going to grade it. So, yeah, sure, it could be analytical, but we know that there's biases associated with everything that we do. So We do. If a, oh, we yeah, do. yeah, so if a team doesn't fi- finish like they're expected to, then, of course, you're going to – Look at the look at them as a glass half full, then you know what I mean, half empty. So I, that's just the situation I think that we're dealing with. Because I think that they got some young talent, young stars on that team. But I do too. It, uh, but again, Johnny, a lot of it has to do with guys like JJ Watt staying healthy yeah. because you could be great. You know what I mean? You could be awesome, but you can't cover for seven seconds. Matt uh, McPoland in the chat asking if Buda Baker is fully recovered from his concussion. Yes, we believe so. He was at OTAs, he's at minicamp. Uh, full steam ahead for the Cardinals all pro and to Damian's point I think a lot of what you're saying makes a ton of sense as it relates to pressure Uh, I mentioned the kind of fraudulent San Francisco 49ers secondary that last year started uh, uh, Drake Kirkpatrick was a member of their starting secondary Josh Norman was in that secondary Um, they've got them ranked 16th overall and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they've got Nick Bosa and Armstead on their defensive line and they can always generate pressure um, their defensive coordinator is uh, D'Amico Ryan does a hell of a job uh, and masks a lot of holes, but you can't tell me a safety tandem of Jimmy Ward and Talalona Huf- Nega and uh, Jason Verrett and Charvavius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley is better than what the Cardinals have. I just, I, I, that's to me, that's lunacy. 
Um, you, you can't tell me the Jets, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Atlanta Falcons, the Commanders, the Lions, all these teams have substantially better secondaries than the Arizona Card. Like at, at some point, and I, I love PFF, and we're going to talk about pro PFF in the second segment, but at some point, the Cardinals won 11 games last year. They have to have some good players, right? They can't <laughs> yeah, have all yeah. bottom of the barrel. I'm, I'm sorry, did they pick top 10 last year? Were they in the no, top but five? I think, but I think it really goes down to how they finished. You know what I mean? We yeah. talk about this team – you know, being one of the last teams or the last team, you know, undefeated in the season, starting off so hot as they did, and then to just unfortunately just fold, whether it be due to injuries or guys in and out of the lineup. I mean, when you have those problems, I mean, that's why it's a combination of obviously effort and luck, you know, and the more times that you're going to be, you know, available and have opportunities, the more lucky you're going to be. And we didn't see that. We haven't seen that with the Cardinals the last couple of years. I don't think it's from a lack of effort. I think it's unfortunate yeah. circumstances. That injuries happen. I mean, I'm sure J.J. Watt wants to play football. I'm sure Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins want to be out there on the football field. However, when they get hurt, they can't do that, and that's going to have that residual effect because the offense can't move the ball like they did, can't take up that time possession or have those tricks, quick strikes like they did with Kyler in the lineup or a, a healthy Kyler or J.J. Watt applying pressure. And maybe not the the you know the, the box score in terms of sacks or disruptions, but when offensive linemen know that J.J. Watt's out there and that corner's out there, that safety, there's a level of comfort that they have knowing that he's on the football field and having a guy like Chandler Jones. So obviously losing Chandler, having J.J., we always talk about uh, Marcus Golden being a monster. Those are like some pieces. One is 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 a unknown moving forward being J.J. Watt. So it's that 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 defensive secondary being young and being and not grading. So I think Jalen P or not sure who had it in the chat, but said that, you know, they grade every play regardless if the player was involved in or not. So yeah. obviously that would be a neutral play. So I'm guessing that's a 50 percenter. Right. I mean, how do you grade that? Well, you know, I mean, I don't I don't know what the specifics are, but regardless, I think that, you know, that this team, I think anyone associated with the, with this club knows that this team has talent. They know that we know that it's going to be difficult next year, given the team that they're playing and not having who's going to fill in for Chandler Jones and who's just going to step up and have those signature moments. As we talk about, like Kyler Murray, who's going to have them in the secondary. We know Buda Baker can do it, but who else can do it? Yeah. I mean, Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy, both scheduled to be free agents uh, this time next year, next spring, I expect uh, one to be back. Uh, if not both, we'll see what kind of your Byron Murphy has. I think Jalen Thompson is, is basically a lock to come back. The Cardinals would, uh, and Steve Kahn referred to him as a star player. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe Isaiah Simmons plays a lot of safety this year and makes Jalen, in his eyes, not mine, expendable. A lot to be determined uh, with the Cardinals and their defense. A lot to be determined ahead of training camp. We'll see when and if somebody like Robert Alford does return. They signed, of course, uh, Joshua Jackson, once upon a time, a second-round pick uh, from the Green Bay Packers, bounced around the league. Uh Jordan P saying Cardinals should switch to a three safety defense. This is a very common theme amongst fans and myself. Uh, Simmons, Jalen Buda can all defend pass rush and take a corner off the field. And I think you, you play to your strength, whereas the Cardinals don't have a robust group of linebackers right now. So I would rather see them have a bunch of their athletic DBs on the field. Do not take off your best athletes just for the sake of scheme. Um, and I think Vance Joseph could, could definitely lean into that this year 
we'll see. Nick Vigil's uh, kind of a little bit of a wild card with that group, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we, PFF, we love them, you know, but we have to point out when there's a little bit of a hyperbole there, um, you know, so who else we love? Johnny, we're so, you're, that's you're right. Sensitive. A little, a little sensitive. I am a little sensitive. I saw that. Like, I appreciate it. They're going to call a spade a spade. They got to play, you know, they got to play better. They came they, after me and I was like, yeah. listen, guys, what is this bullshit? I, I, I was expecting, right. I pulled the article up and I'm like, ooh, top 15, top 16. And then, you know, you, when you're right. waiting for something, you just keep scrolling and no that. news, no good it news is coming that. from there. So we love we love PFF. We also love Four Peaks. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, but this Wednesday we'll be live Four Peaks A Street Pub in Tempe all day this Wednesday, along with the rest of our PHNX crew. We're going to be hanging out a bunch of live shows. We're going to try to do this once a month. Four Peaks, the official beer of PHNX Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. We're going to go all day from PHNX Suns, uh, I believe Coyotes, Sun Devils, so much good stuff. And then we cap it, I believe, with PHNX Cardinals Live, at least for this group, at 4 p.m. DA's on vacation. Uh, but I believe Mr. Bo Brock, Mr. Frank Sanders will be joining myself. We'll get DA at a future outing at Four Peaks. I want to remind everybody, you got to be 21 or over. But that doesn't mean you have to be 21 or over to come hang out, grab some food, bring your family. It's going to be a great atmosphere enjoy responsibly and i also want you guys to enjoy ufc 276 this weekend whether it's the calf slicer the necktie there's a ton of ways to come out on top in the octagon and there's more than one way to do that on the DraftKings sportsbook so we just put a bow mr da on the nhl season and as mm. we just i'm just waiting in the wings to be able to gamble on football we're in the home stretch here, so I'm just I'm dabbling in on UFC, right. doing a little baseball with my buddy Shano, and then I mean we're gonna blink and college football is gonna be here. Yeah, I mean for sure it's a great time, you know. I mean because you're planning right, and I mean I know that yes. you're talking about UFC 276, and Iggy is fighting. I think I forgot, but you know I mean I forgot the name of the guy. It's like Kanye or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I forgot yeah. what, the, what the name of his uh, what his name is, but he's. You know, got a whole bunch of kids, and he seems hungry. You know what I mean? I think he got a whole <laughs> bunch of kids. Fighting for his family, that's and, right. And, and he's a local kid out, out out here in Phoenix. So I think that he's mm-hmm. he had like at Anderson. I think in some of my notes, like Anderson Henderson's gym or or Henderson. I forgot what it, what his name was, but the dude used to be a champion. But nonetheless, Iggy fighting is going to be explosive. I mean, obviously the ties to Arizona. So I'm that's what I'm looking out for. Definitely, you know, that middleweight championship for sure. Love that. Uh, folks in the chat, DA, ask him where you're going on vacation. Sly is curious. Are you going to Italy? No, nah, not this year. Not, not, not this, this year. year. Yeah, not this year. Not this year. Well, you can uh, check out uh, the UFC fight this weekend. Double down with DraftKings UFC 276. You pick a fighter. You bet five bucks to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's using utilizing promo code PHNX. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Kiro in the chat asking, will Will Hernandez be expected to start at left guard if Pew moves inside to center? I expect that. Um, If that happens, I would be shocked if the Cardinals went into the season with Justin Pugh as their starting center. I think that is a contingency plan um, should somebody get injured. Um, I think Pew's got positional versatility, but you don't want to make a potential strength a weakness to compensate for another weakness. And if you lose Rodney Hudson to retirement, which is the way the winds are blowing, 
the, the, the smart move would be go sign a free agent center, right? Keep Pew as natural position. Will Hernandez can play right guard. Um, but this inside interior offensive line right now, DA, it's not looking good. So no. why would you then make a weakness even worse off by moving Pew? No, yeah, Johnny, it doesn't make sense. But it, 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 what, what's available, you know, out there? I think that that's definitely what they're scouring the availability of centers and guards, and like you said, the position versatility that they can play. But if, if if that's all you have, I mean, we talked about Rodney being the only center that the Cardinals have, you know, on the roster. Obviously, Pew has that position versatility, but more so, how much does it play? In, I mean, I think that you know, Connor averaged what, like a little bit under four yards per carry. Yeah. Like how much do, are the car is it is the Cardinals for more so are, are we concerned about the pass protection and giving Kyler time or are we concerned mm-hmm. about you know running the football? Right. I think you I gotta want, you gotta worry about pass pro and that right, interior for sure. pressure for somebody that's but, okay. So if so so if that's the case, Johnny, is it more so a situation where we just have to mitigate and, and, and Kyler can is it the play calling? Because Kyler can evade and escape a lot of situations when he's healthy, right? We know that that can yeah. last about maybe eight to 10 weeks. So is it a situation where, you know, is it more play calling outside the pocket if that's the case and, and Martinez or, or is that guard and Pew is that at center? Like, if yeah. is that the case? Or because you can't just do basic drop back. And I know that being in shotgun gives you that obviously added benefit where you can see the field earlier and you get the ball like, you know, maybe a half second before defense is preying on you. But I think that having Kyler mitigates a lot of that concern you know in terms of cliff and and kime however what i'm worried about is the fact that they didn't run the ball great last year Mm -hmm. and you know like although that connor had over you know 10 plus touchdowns right and made a pro bowl but in those situations is he going to still be as successful because of so many potentially right so many changing parts yeah uh elawan says uh jc treader or billy price and then uh doubling down and saying treader would make him rest a little easier than price price has bounced bounced around the league billy price once upon a time ohio state standout i think was drafted by the Bengals in the first round spent last year with the new york giants after a trade i've kind of been uh low-key keeping an eye on him his instagram his instagram story um and uh I don't, that, nothing seems imminent after his workout with the club back in march um, I think Johnny, the Cardinals put TMZ on your app. So, so yeah. put TMZ, you do some deep diving, bro. I, well, I think, I think Billy Price was an option for them as a reclamation project behind Rodney Hudson when they, you know, maybe weren't getting calls returned. Right. I think to have to take a hard right to make him your outright starter for the season, you're just recreating the Giants offensive line from last year. And that's, that's not a good thing if you ask anybody in New York. Um, mm-hmm. so I would say JC Treader if it fits. Now, you, I mean, the guy who's going to make the decision is their offensive line coach, you would assume, in Sean Kugler. But I mean, it's not a good problem to have. And it's obvious now that why the Cardinals were kind of sniffing around multiple center prospects in the NFL draft. Jalen saying we didn't run the ball well late last season, which has been part of our downfall uh, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, Kiro saying that Kyler can evade edge pressure. That's true, but not interior pressure because he can't throw over. Cliff better have a plan. Well, I, I can understand scheming for – certain occurrences but i just you're going into the season with billy price and will hernandez that's not setting kyla murray up to succeed so uh what i do think is helping is going to help substantially is the fact that he's got a receiver now that can really separate in hollywood brown and i said in the first segment da that uh we're gonna give some love to pff after i trashed them for 20 minutes uh so according to pff there's been only two receivers that have been ahead of hollywood brown 
in terms of getting most 15-yard or more receptions. Here we've got this from PFF. So, of course, we all know about DK Metcalf, his success in Seattle. He's number one with 15 tied with Tyreek Hill, who now resides in Miami. But look at that, Mr. Hollywood Brown, number three, the most 15-plus yard touchdowns since 2019. And I look at this and think, DA, like it's imperative to give Kyler ample time so you can let number two downfield separate and uh, take the top off a of defense, which has been something that's sorely lacking for this Arizona Cardinal team. I mean, cause and effect, Johnny. I mean, cause and effect. You give a guy time like Kyler Murray. I mean, obviously, Hollywood has shown, you know, through that three-year study that he's one of the most explosive players in the National Football League. And I think that's why we saw general manager Steve Keim, you know, make that trade for the first round and, and get him because they saw, obviously, their friendship and his playmaking ability. And I think that you have that losing uh, DeAndre for the first six weeks. I mean, we're going to beat that drum until he's back, right? And, you know, losing yeah. him for the first six weeks and just the the necessity putting on having a guy like him in the lineup and the importance of being able to extend plays, being explosive in the field. I mean, think about it. For the first six games, they don't have Christian Kirk, who is an explosive player. They don't have De DeAndre Hopkins, who is an explosive player. They don't have these guys. So it's imperative that this – um, you know, decision works, you know, that Hollywood Brown in this offense. And I know that you love him, Johnny. I'm a big fan too. I just hope it works out. But given the fact that they don't have any other primary targets, I mean, I know AJ Green, I respect him. I'm not saying that he's not, but just in terms of big play guys that can get the ball, do some Tyreek Hill type stuff or DeAndre Hopkins type stuff. Like we need Hollywood to do that because you lost the two guys that used to do it for you in the past and DeAndre for the first six games and Christian Kirk to a whole nother team. I, I absolutely agree. And I think a lot of people are doom and gloom right now. And then there hasn't been a ton of positive press with this team, you know, Hopkins suspension uncertainty. If you want to call it that around Rodney Hudson, right. The fact that they didn't really improve their pass rush, didn't go out and get a marquee defensive edge signing to replace Chandler Jones. I think the one area where if I could go into the season, staunchly committed to something, win or lose playoffs or not, I think Hollywood Brown's going to have a, a really nice year, a, a marquee, you know, career season with Kyler Murray. I think again, twelve to fourteen hundred yards, you know, maybe double digit touchdowns, and and people are going to say like, yeah, Cardinals have some problems potentially, right? If everything goes wrong, but number one to number two, that connection, that's something to build around. You can feel good about it. I think he's going to take his mantle as the team's number one receiver leading into. 2023 Hopkins is Hopkins yeah, as he, as is expensive. You go out and you and you trade for the quarterback's best friend at a position of need, and the fact that they have this unlimited chemistry and they're in contact all the time. I just I really do believe that this is going to be a, a partnership, a marriage made in heaven. With all due respect to Christian Kirk and Farrell Cooper and you know Bird and some of these guys they've had in years prior. They have not had a deep threat like Hollywood Brown on the roster, period, point blank. And Rondo Moore, I'm high on him. I just don't think it was utilized correctly. He's got, you know, elite 4-3 speed. But Hollywood's done it. He's been in the frigid AFC North catching bombs in a run-heavy offense with a quarterback who, you know, th runs around to set, set up the pass a little bit. He doesn't like to throw deep, according to the analytics. Kyler Murray, according to our friends at PFF, is the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. And then the Cardinals. You like that data, didn't you, John? I do. I will. <laughs> I will pick and choose my nuggets when I can. <laughs> I like that uh, 
he needs a guy who can separate. And I think the sky is the limit for, for he and Hollywood. Re- regardless of what the rest of the season looks like, I'm going to be able to turn on my TV Sunday and I'm going to see bombs away at State Farm Stadium. I mean, for me, Johnny, I just think that they have so much offensive firepower. Cause, I mean, I know that we were just talking about, let's look at the tight ends. You know, look at their ability to create mismatches. So they're, I mean, I know that teams are going to focus on Hollywood, but I, I potentially see him having the, the year that you're talking about, 12 to 1,400 yards, I'd say a minimum of 1,000 and at least 10 touchdowns. I mean, that's what you want. I think I think primarily, I mean, not not primarily, I think that he's going to be a bigger than people expect red zone threat because, I, you know, they don't really think about Hollywood being, they think more fast than quick, but he's just as quick as he is fast. And he can find ways with double moves to get open. I think Cliff is going to eat that up in terms of, as you said, their chemistry and how they go back. So, for sure. You mentioned eating it up. We were eating it up at the OG's party in downtown Scottsdale this past weekend at the Maya Day Club. It was fantastic. I was there with myself. Uh, Shane Diefenbach, my PHNX Bets co-host, the GM Saul Bookman, Derek, Gerald, the whole gang, producer Emma. I'm trying to think, am I forgetting anybody? We had a, a bomb crew. Leah, no, you weren't there, producer Leah. You weren't there. Uh, we had a great time, though. Uh, so thank you to OGs. Thank you to the Maya Day Club in Scottsdale uh, for the great time. If you haven't checked out our friends at OGs, they just launched their first ever limited edition Seasonal flavor, pina colada, perfect pineapple, creamy coconut blend. It's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. And the good news for you, if you missed out on our last get-together, we're going to be doing it again, according to Mr. Bookman, uh, later in the summer. I think we've got two or three more touch points, and I want to give a big shout-out to our director of sales, Mr. Max, for setting up our partnership with OGs. Had a hell of a time. Check out OGs online at ogbrands.com and their Instagram at OGs. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And uh, I hope everybody had a good time out and about this weekend as we prepare for 4th of July, cookouts, pool parties. Uh, But we want to make sure everybody's safe, healthy, happy. Go get your COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and up. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for location near you. We need everybody, DA, happy and healthy in preparation for the NFL season, which we will dominate. We don't. We hope the Cardinals will dominate, but you can rest assured, you can bet your ass, PHNX Cardinals, this podcast will dominate in route to a very fun and eventful, emphasis on event, 2022 NFL season. For sure. And I mean, I think that, you know, it goes to with the saying, if, you, if you're going to be out, they're close talking, Johnny. Make sure that you get yeah. tested out, man. Be like one of these. Hey, one of these. <laughs> if you're going to be out there, you know, close talking. But, no, Jordan P. in the chat had a great point. He said if the Cardinals don't get a center and a quality – and I may have it flipped, but if you don't get a center or, you know, a quality DB, you could forget about the season. And I think that that's been primarily the the overall consensus from Cardinals fans. Like, you have to address these glaring needs that you have. You know, granted, this is all speculation right now. Rodney Hudson is currently on the team. And you don't know, but the fact that he hasn't showed up, and I don't know what the history dictates. I mean, I don't remember of him in the past. Did he show up for nothing, mandatory, voluntary, you know, or was it just nothing and then he showed up to training camp? But we know that that has happened. But, Johnny, just knowing you and knowing the the connection that you have within the, you know, I just say within the team, right, that all all indicators lead to this may have been his final 
last year may have been his final season with the Arizona Cardinals. So that being said, yeah. I think that they should address these, you know, two glaring needs that the Cardinals have. Check out an article I wrote uh, a couple of days back, gophnx.com, just about this gut punch that is the Rodney Hudson saga. It's kind of a dark cloud hanging all over this organization right now. Uh, and I thought a fun game for later in the week is, you know, maybe we can rank the top five players on the roster. And I think maybe going into the season, Rodney Hudson would have been one of those guys. And, and he's still on the team, you know, and, until he's not. But uh, I do not expect, if you're asking my opinion, I don't expect him to be an Arizona Cardinal in, in 2022. You can check out that article and more at gophnx.com. Become a member, 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month. Or you can check out our PHNX merchandise locker. Become a member for just under 60 bucks for the entire year. I wore my point guard shirt today, which you can get at the locker right now, in hopes, DA, that we were going to get Kevin Durant, and then we were going to conjure up some good mojo that that news was going to break while we were on the show, and Kevin Durant was going to be a son. It had the opposite effect. Kyrie Irving opts into his contract. He's staying in Brooklyn, which means I think DeAndre Ayton is not headed to Jersey, which which makes me sad because I wanted some KD and AZ. So I mean, but I like I like DA. I mean, obviously his initials are great. And not over I mean, Kevin Durant. I mean, but he's a local kid. I mean, yeah, but Kevin Durant, oh, there's too there's too much. I mean, don't get me wrong, the whatever sniper, he he's a beast. I respect his game. But in terms of the extra stuff, what he brings, and he like he just seems like he's more focused with you know chatting with fans on Twitter. And Johnny, I know that you love that. I do. However, I'm, I, love day, I mean, to, to me, I, I, he lost some luster with the, the Celtics winning the East this year. Because, I, I, mean, I agree with that. You know what I mean? I, I just thought that that you know Tatum and and Brown they weren't on Kyrie and Durant's level. And I thought I think Kyrie is like and as crazy as this sounds, I think that he's an athletic, more athletic Kobe Bryant, just with what he's able to do with in terms of his athleticism. But in turn, you got to be consistent. And KD, like I said, beat, getting beat by the Celtics, I, I wasn't excited about. Yeah, I wasn't excited about that. But I think. What we saw is growth in DA and his ability to, to try and shoot from the perimeter. Obviously, he reminds me of like a more muscular Amari Stoudemire. That's what he reminds me of in terms of our DA. You know what I mean? DeAndre Aiden. I made a statement in the spring when I thought the Suns were going to win an NBA title after the Cardinals collapsed. And I said, this is still Devin Booker's town. And it felt that way. Kyler Murray can can retake the Valley. I think it's a great they, opportunity. With a standout, because I, uh, with all due respect to Devin Booker, I mean, that, that was not a good series against the Mavericks, a little bit exposed, right? Damn. You know, CP3's Damn. on his last, yeah, not not looking good. I, we love Devin yeah. Booker. I, he's, he's one of the better players in the in the NBA. But Kyler Murray puts together a Pro Bowl-level season, an all-pro-level season, if you will. I, this Valley becomes his once again. I want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast audio only dropping tomorrow with da and myself we're going to look back in our continuation of the what if series 2019 nfl draft you guys might remember that one what if the cardinals hadn't drafted one kyler murray and instead went with the popular choice and went with mr nick bosa out of ohio state and check that out tomorrow be sure to leave us a five-star review until then i'm johnny venerable with damian anderson we will see you manana Bye, everybody.